Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Canuck Otaku Podcast. Uh, Chris and Luigi here from our respective houses. I'm gonna mute, I'm gonna mute that when I finally do the editing. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay now. Yeah. Uh, it's late at night. Um, this is part two of our fall 2020 preview. Um, if you did not listen to part one, we recommend that you do listen to it. Um, Please do. With, with, with yeah, with whatever uh, with whatever podcasting uh, service you use, um, all you have to do is press the back button, and hopefully you can get into episode seventeen. Um, that's kind of uh, episode seventeen was where we looked kind of uh, I don't want to say like surface level, but just our overall thoughts on a lot of the shows that we were watching um, and dropped. Louis, yeah, slash some of the shows that we dropped as well. Um, so what were what were some, what were some of the shows that we talked about? Oh shoot! Um, Just to give to give brief an idea, Jujutsu Kaisen, the shonen of the season. Uh, noblesse, the trash of the season. Fight me about it. Uh, the second uh, season of Irregular Magic High School. Uh, the second part of the third. I don't even know at this point, but Haikyuu. Anyway, uh, our last crusade or the rise of the uh, of a new world, aka Romeo and Juliet, the anime. Yukoku no Moriarty, uh, basically Sherlock Holmes, the anime. Uh, and then shows that I, that that I've dropped, uh, and some of them, one of them you've dropped, which is uh, Sport Climbing Girls, Iwakakeru. Trash, terrible. Mm-hmm. Don't watch it. Disgusting. Uh, and then what did I do? Um, also, uh, I, I'm standing on a million lives. The Isekai, shitty, trash, certified trash. <laughs> you watched a lot of it. shows. I and then I, um, I, I wasn't really able to comment much because I didn't. <laughs> well, it's not that I, I didn't watch a lot. Is that most of the stuff that I watched is going to be relevant to this episode? Well, you um, spoke about I did, uh, I did, Yasuhime. Yeah, I, I did talk a little bit about Yasuhime. Um, Yasha Hime. Um, as well as my, my hopes, my, what I thought about the, this show and the, and the characters and the plot and what I hope for when it comes to the series moving forward. I did, I did rant a little bit about the problems with the original, um, Inuyasha series. Uh, I did rant a little bit about sports shows cause I was a little ticked off at, um, the climbing girls oh, very um, ticked off. show and just how very stereotypically sportsy, uh, sports anime E it was. Oh, and um, um, and if you if some for some reason you're watching Dogeza de Tenon Demita, fuck you. Oh, and also <laughs> that's a really, it's it's not even it's not even a show. It's yeah, it's just, like, just just I don't know. Just, it's just fuck off. <laughs> Fight me about it too. <laughs> yeah, like, like you can be like ironic about it, but like it's like glorifying just yeah, simp culture perversion yeah and perversion and just yeah no everything about it everything about it is just no fucking simps disgusting Um, (laughs) simps god uh so this part of the fall 2020 (laughs) preview um this is going to be a semi-deep dive um because we're dealing with we're dealing with two shows that one of them one of them i'm surprised i wrote a lot about um the other one i wasn't uh, so the two shows that we're dealing with today are going to be Wandering Witch and uh, Tonikaku Kawaii. Um, why did I cho- choose these two shows? Um, I like them the most. 
Mm-hmm. And if you like something, you're gonna be you're gonna talk about it a lot more. Um, do you want to talk about Wandering Witch or do you want to talk about Tony Kakukoi first? Uh, your choice. I did a lot of the talking on the previous episode. Um, I I will say similar to you, there was one of those two shows I knew I was gonna check it out, and the other one I didn't even know it existed. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, I'm enjoying it thoroughly too. So. Let's do Wandering Witch, and then we'll we'll end on a lighthearted note because Wandering Witch can go. Wandering Witch went places. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I actually I like that. Yes, I like that. Um, so, Wandering Witch is the. It was like it was the surprise of the season. Hundred percent surprise I of the think, season. Like I think it took everybody off guard, um, except for the light novel readers. Yep. Um, it was kind of similar to. Uh, it was kind of like Rent a Girlfriend. I think Rent a Girlfriend took everybody off guard except for the manga readers. Yep. <laughs> I was kind of like twiddling my fingers, kind of just watching everyone's response to everything that happened in that show. It's like, oh, Kazuya's an asshole. And I was like, I told you. I um, knew it. <laughs> I knew about it before you did. Yeah, <laughs> I hated him before you did. Okay there, hipster Chris. All right. Uh, that's why I love being a manga reader more than an anime <laughs> watcher. Uh, so, uh, Wondering Witch, um, I, I highly recommend you pick it up. Because it, it is very different um, from your typical kind of show. Um, well, it did a 180 it, on me. It did a 180. And like, I think the other reason why it, it's so interesting is it has, it has the viewers very um confused and divided yes um so the the main uh, i'll talk about the views afterwards so the main premise of wandering witch is the it's the story about a witch named uh, elena um who always dreamt of venturing out into the world and seeing what was out there and um after becoming a full-fledged witch after like passing exams and being an apprentice and uh, event and then once she became a full-fledged witch um she decided to travel across the world and um experience the different people and the different cultures that are out there and when you think about that premise normally you think okay like this is going to be a nice wholesome slice of life show where this character wands like wanders around she meets people she fixes their problem um but that's very far from what we get yeah well yes so i guess we'll preface preface this by saying uh i guess spoilers alert oh yeah spoiler for alert the- for the first four episodes if you really care about getting yeah, the first four episodes I, spoiled yeah, please watch it but i i get, think i would get, recommend watching it before listening to us talk about yeah, it yeah so watch it get your own opinion of yes of things because i've got i've got analysis and political commentary and social commentary on this um so spoiler alert spoilers are coming yes 3 2 1 all right. So, holy fuck. Um, holy fuck. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, you think, so you think we're getting this very nice show. And then, like, episode, episode 
two is kind of starting to you yeah. start seeing like a sad kind of situation with the witch that like is lonely. <laughs> well, um, I guess okay. So preface though episode one, I thought it was very well done. I thought it built up the story, the the character. Uh, it it sets up her motivations, and you know you see her working really hard to get there. Uh, the animation's very crisp. She has that fight with her teacher, and it's like it's actually very good action. Uh, mm-hmm. and and it it just overall the pacing of the episode was very very well done in my opinion. So I thought that episode one was a wonderful, wonderful setup episode. Like I thought it was, it was, I thought it was done perfectly or mm-hmm. near and like perfect. You think, and like you think it's going to set the grounds and set the tone. And that's the for thing. What it, the rest of the series is going to be. For right? me, that episode set a tone of like, okay, this is a hardworking girl. She's going to go out there and see the world, have, you know, fun experiences, meet people, this and that. Right. This is not what we got. <laughs> Episode two does start with that vibe, right? Mm-hmm. But like you said, it does take a turn with the sad, uh, I guess, apprentice that is just lonely. Yeah, so we, we, we like, that's sort of the first encounter, um, in the show at least, where, um, where Elena sees kind of the, the bad that can be out there in the world. Yes. And um like usually like it was it was it was a sign but like we didn't really expect things to kind of continue down this spiral. Um it was really until episode 3 and episode 3 just kind of blew blew apart everyone's expectations for what this show was going to be about. So when I was writing my notes, I kind of didn't want to write about episode, like per episode. But with this one, I did. And on episode three, my first note is literally says, well, that got dark. Well, and I, 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 <laughs> I, I think I think when it comes to this, when the, with this kind of show, you have to talk about it. We can't, you have to talk about each episode because the entire yes. show itself is episodic. So exactly. rather than having, so for those of you that, that, that are wondering about the show, um, it's an episodic show, which means that um, rather having a continuous plot tied from episode to episode, um, each episode is its own. Um, I think episode uh, three actually had two plots. Uh, it had two plots. It had two plots. Um, it had the, two it, individual it, plots, but they were, the connected, they were connected to, they were connected. Um, yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, episode two, before we jump to to the big reveal of episode three, I thought episode two was just kind of taking things lightheartedly, even with the whole she's lonely and just trying to have a friend kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still thought after episode two, I, I was still just, you know, this is a lighthearted show. She dealt with things very maturely with the whole like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I have to go give me back my 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 brooch. But uh, I'll always be with you. Here's my hat. I thought that was nice and all. And, and I thought it was going to maintain that lightheartedness. Yeah. Um, fun fact, though, in episode two, they explained what dogeza means. So there's that. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't. But yeah. So I think 
for me, episode two was probably the weakest episode um, so far. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Really, epi- like episode three is the like that's the moment. Um, so episode three is that it, it's yeah it's it's the revelation because <laughs> uh, uh, we see two very sad situations. Um, the first being a field of flowers that turns people into mindless husks that threaten to terrorize a, ne- a nearby city, and then the second part of the sh- uh, second part of the episode was the slave that was bought by an abusive owner. Mm-hmm. Um, and like what what caused such a reaction from everyone? Um, it was the fact that like Elena could have easily done something, but she chose not to, and she went about her way. Chooses and, not to get involved. And like we we see so many comments in the discussion threads, and a lot of them say the same thing. They're like, oh, this show has too many loose ends and never really explain what happens to the people she meets. Um, Elena's such a useless character. How can she just walk away when people are suffering? And because of these reasons, I don't like the show. Um, first off, similar to our discussion on Rent a Girlfriend, can you like a show while at the same time hate its characters? Hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. Just because a character is well written doesn't mean that you'll like. Okay, just because you don't like a character doesn't mean they're not well written. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So, and and in my opinion, I would call El- uh, Elena a an anti-hero type thing type character mm, i'm gonna disagree with you <laughs> all right you can give your you can you can talk well, first um but loosely because yeah. i guess she's not really doing anything hero most of the time she's mostly just trying not to get involved um she does help people here and there but she doesn't try to fix the grand scheme of things and just kind of tries to go on about her way sort of I, this is going to sound bad but like serving her her own selfish needs kind of thing mm-hmm. well i think so she's think putting herself that, first for sure she there's a there's a realistic approach to it in that she acts similar to how most people would and when you have all these people that like all these very self-righteous people that are saying well i would have saved them yeah how many of us would honestly have done something different if we were in her shoes um, I think we like to think of ourselves as the hero, um, where we would act on the side of justice, but I would probably disagree. Um, so I spent, I spent quite a bit of time just sitting and thinking about what this show was about. And, um, like many people that have, watch this show and have commented um the show has a very similar vibes as a uh, kino's journey um have you seen it Luigi? i have not i i remember seeing a lot of stuff about it but i never checked it out uh, unfortunately so, should i add kino's it to my Jer- list it is a very it's a, it is so there's two versions of it 2003 and then 2017 um yes those are the those are the two which one's it's better very... well, 2003's rated higher which one's better um they're both good because they okay. i mean they they're they're adapted differently i mean they're 
they're from two different decades and i think they were an, they were animated by two different studios I see um okay but they're all adapted from the same material but kino's journey it's a really really like i don't want to say profound because it sounds like it's like the best thing like the most amazing eye-opening thing but it uh, the show itself it's about a traveler named kino who visits country to country um and kino vows never to stay in the same place for longer than three days um in which um she experiences what the country is about um the kind of people that are in there and um a lot of times the countries themselves have their own um i just want to say quirks they have like different things about them that make them unique and um with Kino's journey and wandering witch I found um, every single episode has some sort of either philosophical or social commentary uh, commentary um, mm-hmm. to, to think about. Um, so like in the case of like Kino's journey, um, there's usually like a moral to be made at the end of each journey. It's almost like uh, they're like Aesop's fables or like the Brothers Grimm's tales. Right. Okay. Um, Like there's a story. Sometimes like they're like the stories end up bad. But the reason why they end up bad is because it tells us something about like what not to do. Yes. Um, So like, for example, um, there was one. Actually, I'm I'm not going to spoil anything from. I'm not going to spoil anything because it's, it's such a good show. That might be an episode in and of itself. Um, we might do a, a further deep dive in Wandering Witch and Kino's Journey because I really, really want to. Um, so with, with Kino's Journey and Wandering Witch, um, they have neutral protagonists. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't consider Elena a hero. Um, she's just, she's neutral. Um, so I see like, what with, you mean. So with both characters, they do like they literally do their best to either not get involved, fix problems, or pass judgment onto people. Yeah, um, but then how do you explain the fact that she fixed that vase or vase or whatever? Yeah, in episode three. Okay, I'll go to that. Girl. Yeah. So, um, but uh, so bef- before we get into sort of like why she actually does, why she actually acts in some situations, um. In general, Elena, she takes the role of the observer. 100%. Um, so Lie her job, wall. so you're like, her, her job as a traveler is to venture out and explore. Um, she's not there to stop a war. She's not there to topple a dictatorship. Um, her role is to be objective. And I think the show is trying to get us to do the same. Because um, we are, we can't help but watch um certain we watch anything um without putting our own personal bias or moral compass mm-hmm. and i think that's re- that really and i think it was great that people got outraged cuz it 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 just kind of it 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 showed that you know people do care um to some extent and and like the fact that this show is challenging that and getting people to think. I think it's a really, really good thing. Um, it it kind of reminds me of the trolley problem. Yeah. It's like, what would you, where, like, what would you do, right? Exactly. Where <laughs> I, I, I forget which philosophy is the one that says that you just shouldn't get involved. You should just do nothing. Because mm-hmm. then you're not putting yourself 
into the problem itself. Mm -hmm. You're just an observer. Yeah. So like, yeah. Yeah. So like, it's easy for us to get mad at her for her, either her decision-making or lack thereof. Um, 100%. Quote unquote, like, quote, that's not what I would have done. Um, And yeah, like that thought, it's purely, it's purely moral based. People are in trouble. Slavery is bad. So on and so forth. But to be an observer is to observe. Um, episode four does offer a contradiction to that, but I will ignore that for now. Um, <laughs> so, for example, like when when we travel, we will always encounter a way of life that's different from our own. Um, and you're allowed to have your own opinion and reservations, especially when you see things that conflict with you morally or ethically. And I personally think that you have to withhold these feelings and try and either understand the bigger picture or to look at it from the point of view of the people in the country that you're visiting. Um, So classic example, and I think there's a word for this. It's cultural. What's it called? Think, Chris. Think. Because I don't know Um, what you're trying to say. It's, man, um, what's it called? When you say cultural, my f- the first thing that popped up in my head is appropriation, but that's not what you're going <laughs> No, for. it's not cultural appropriation. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. It, it is a, um, oh, man. Don't worry, uh, anyway, I'll come it's, back it's, to you in 20 when, minutes. It's, it's, it's when, I know, it's when, you, it's, it's when you go to culture and uh, you... Um, you're kind of you're, you're you're seeing things from like their point of view, and but you're actually looking at it through the lens of your own personal um, bias. So, for example, like we see a lot of Asian countries as like absolutely disgusting because they eat dogs. Dissidents? Sorry, no, um, like, no, I like, can't remember. No, I don't, but I don't know. Sorry, so I'm... yeah, so like a lot of Asian countries they eat dogs, but on the flip side, like as North Americans will happily eat every other animal known to man. So long as it's deep fried on a grill, in a bun, in a drive through Oh, God, you're um, making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> or like when we talk about driving, driving in England, like we say they drive on the wrong side of the road as if the way we drive is the correct way. Um, right. Like another example of just observing is uh, when you're shooting, like when it, when it comes to journalism, for example, um, when you're shooting a documentary, crews need to follow the rules of the rule of observe and don't participate. Um, like if yep. you're part, so if you're like part of a planet Earth crew and you were filming polar bears eating a seal, like you're allowed to think like this is horrible, like we should do something, but you have to allow the predator prey relationship to continue. Yeah, you or, have to sit there and just be like, "Damn, nature, you scary." But that's like you all just, you, you can ha- do. You just have to. You just have to let it happen. Or like, if you're filming a political uprising, you're allowed to have your own thoughts and opinions. But your role is to record everything as it unfolds. And like, there is a huge ethical challenge revolving around that. Um, like, if there is a public execution literally happening, um, you could technically say that you just stood there and let it happen. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of ethical challenges involved with that. And that, I think that's really why people were pissed off at Elena, um, for making the decisions that she did. Um, but like, I can completely, um, 
I can completely like sympathize with her because for me myself, like I live the the life of the observer. The uh, I live the the life of the of an observer. Um, like what I find is that there are so many things that you can learn just by not seeing anything, taking a step back, and just letting things happen. Um, oh, hundred percent. And like, and like, the, and like the scary thing is that like I've I've had people get mad at me as well. Um, because a lot of times being an observer can be seen as being apathetic and not caring. Oh yeah. Um, and like, Same even here. like, then like I confuse myself sometimes, like sometimes I'll actually care or sometimes like I'll actually like not care about something. And sometimes like, I'd rather just sit and listen and listen. Um, cause yep. what I, like, cause what I find is that like observing, it gives, it gives rise to the chance and opportunity to learn, but it also gives the opportunity for people to actually open up and tell you things um like the amount of controversial things that people have told me uh simply because like i smile and nod or they know because <laughs> i'm not gonna pass judgment it is insane um yeah well and like it, like like people like people will always like preface things they'll always start off with like you know what i think and it's an automatic sign that what they're gonna <laughs> say is gonna be amazing um i've had like i've had people talk about you know like vaccines don't work like masks don't really do anything really um, climate change isn't really isn't isn't real oh god um like very like pro-trump kind of stuff um very you know and like and not even just like you know on, on the right side i've 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 heard very like extreme left left, well. left um politically left-leaning um thoughts as well um i love how it's always politics yeah <laughs> or and, religion and, yeah, just, and like and he's just like i like i play the role of like switzerland um like if <laughs> or if like or if like people are if like two people are like butting heads with each other and i'm like the mutual friend they will always complain to me about that other person so like i have information on everybody because of that <laughs> nice um yeah, no, I, I I get exactly what you mean with the because I do try to also not get involved in a lot of things uh, directly and just sort of play the role of the observer and and I I like the fact that you mentioned that you've been uh, that people have gotten upset with you because of that because that's happened to me as well recently actually because uh, we're in such a politically charged world right now but anyway. Yeah. And it's like, well, I mean, the other thing is it's, it's safety. Um, yeah. Like there is safety in not saying anything. Um, and when we look at Elena, where she made her promise to her parents that like she's going to avoid trouble as best she can. And if you can, if one of, if like one of the best ways of not getting into trouble is not say anything. Yeah. There are implications with that in that if there is, injustice happening and and if there is a chance where you yourself can actually make a difference then totally like there there is the there is the call to rise up and say something and that's not what i'm like i'm not i'm not saying that we shouldn't stand up for those things um what i'm saying is that there is a safety in not saying anything um and i think that is the reason why a lot of people are silent when it comes to these issues um in that a lot of times you'll get 
like you might even get roasted by people on the same side as you for not mm-hmm. saying exactly the right thing that the same your side phrasing. is trying. Yeah, you're not saying it in the same way that we're trying to express, right? Or maybe you and have like just one tiny little thing you disagree with and then they just grill you on that. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, um which politics is a very very common Yeah, and like uh, politics and social issues like there is there's, like, there's plenty it's of so that, easy right? to think of examples. There's multiple that. points of view to see the world from. Yeah. So everyone's going to disagree. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's, 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 that's one of the things that this show is trying to, um, is, is trying to, is trying to do. Um, I think more so in Kino's journey, but we'll see with, we'll see with what Wandering Witch, um, where it goes, with what Wandering, Wandering Witch has to say. Um, like, so like, for example, like seeing things from like another perspective, there is one specific arc in Kino's journey where, um, she gets, uh, she gets, she ends up in a country and she, she gets, um, she has to be forced to participate in like a gladiator type of scenario. Mm-hmm. And she ends up having a conversation with one of the guards at the, um, at the stadium where she has to participate. And like, it kind of opened up, like it, it, it kind of showed like the bigger picture. Um, Cause like this guard himself, like has a family that he has to take care of. And like, this is the only way that he, he can provide for them. Right. And so yeah, you're just kind of thinking like you're, we're in, like you're taking part in this very questionable Barbaric. Um, line of work. Yeah. At the same time, like you got to do what you got to do. Um, 100%. Does that make you like, that, like a bad person inherently? Not, you know, no. Right. No, um, not at all. And then, like with with Wandering Witch, um, I think the overall message that the show has um, has been trying to tell us um, is that um, well, they go to show that the world is not perfect. Um, there is evil, um, and then there are evil people, and. While I think that we would take on the role of a hero and fight to make a change, like sometimes there are things beyond our control. Um, does it mean we don't care? Um, like, of course not. And like, we could actually see and like from Elena's reaction, like let's say in episode three, and cause you, you asked me earlier, about why she fixed it. Um, like we could see from her facial like expressions that she disapproved of the village chief having a slave, but mm-hmm. yeah. like, not only is her role, not that of a savior, if she, if she were to free the slave, there are so many repercussions that could arise from doing so. Like, would she have to kill the chief? Um, and if so, like, what effect would that have on the village? Uh, what effect would that have on herself? Would she have a target painted on her um, from that point onwards? Um, if she took the slave with her, um, would she travel with her at some point? Or would she have to drop her off somewhere? Um, she could be somewhere better off if she was rescued and left by herself, but she could be somewhere far worse. Um, if she saves one slave, does that mean she has the obligations to do the same to other potential slaves in other countries that she visits? Um, that's the one that I clearly, right. I agree with. Yeah. And, and sorry, go ahead. No, I lost my train of thought. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to go back to, 
episode three because um you have to go back to uh, when, when you when you talk about episode four you have to talk about episode three they're episodic but we the elena's pers- uh, character progresses through um so episode four begs the question why does elena interfere and get involved now yes like and she tries to rationalize it herself like i only met this princess yesterday but i couldn't help but feel like i wanted her to live and it's such a weird it's such a weird thing to see because like why engage a dragon but not save a slave you'd think saving a slave would be a lot easier Right. No, no, no. Well, I think it's mostly because of that point that you brought up with the whole, does she have to save all the other slaves? Because when you think about it, sure, saving one slave might seem like a small task, but abolishing slavery, that's a dragon in a, in, in and of itself, right? That's how I see it in, in that case. Um but I agree, because I, I do find it interesting that she herself is asking herself out loud, why am I helping? I think episode four... Well... Uh, yeah, you know what? Finish your thought, and then I'll, I'll, I'll say what <laughs> okay. I, I think right. about episode so, four. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so my, so when I, there's when things I, I liked like, about it and things I didn't like. Okay. About it. So when I when I when I saw episode four, um, my reasoning or my my argument is to look back at the notion of action and consequence, and I think it all comes down to that. Um, what could the ramic, uh, what could the ramifications be for making a decision, um, and not just with the individual circumstances, but just as a whole. And the, the weird thing about episode three is that people focus so much on the slave girl and they completely ignore the plant. Yes. Um, the plant part. I thought the plant part was actually even more terrifying than the slave girl. What because, do you mean? Because uh, she actually did sort of play a part yep. in... And that's, in the plant part. so that is that is that that is the exact that that's that that's exactly it so like the first part of episode three with like with the plant zombies it it like it just it felt it felt out of place and like people didn't think about it it was so short and it was random um but it was it was important in that we can make the connection that elena's actions in the first part tied into the second part and inevitably tied into episode four um, she did a seemingly innocent act of bringing flowers and it led to a soldier being taken by the plants to see his sister, right? And this, at the end, you also see a bunch of other like zombies walking towards the yeah. city. But like, it was, it was just this innocent gesture, yeah. right? She had no ill intent. She didn't even have any, like, it didn't seem as though like she like wanted to like do it. Just like, well, you know, I'm, I'm just going to bring the these same flowers, way. right? I'll take them, yeah. And like, I would expect that that would have affected her decision to leave the slave alone. Um, Fair point. I didn't think about it that way, connecting right? the two decisions. Yeah. Because if, like... Cause and effect. Yeah, right? And, like, in episode four, like, we see her intent to help. Um, but again, like, she's probably questioning what are the consequences of her actions. Yeah. And 
in the end, like while the result of, I mean, she didn't really do anything during the battle. Um, but regardless, like the result was that the demon was slain and you can consider that good. But like, if you take a look at the bigger picture, the kingdom's still ruined. The people yep. are still dead and yep. the princess has now lost her mind. Um, yep. Mental health and PTSD. So, I, I, I enjoyed like, that they include that included that in there. Yeah. So the, like the moral of the story of, or the moral of episode four is that violence begets more violence. But if you were to tie episodes three and four together, you can even come up with the moral that no matter what you do, whether you help or whether you try to help or whether you do nothing, you can still end up with a negative outcome. And yeah, you I don't think control all the is, uh, variables. You can't, yeah, like you can't control everything. And it's a really, really bleak and demoralizing thing to have to accept. Yep. Um, like one, one thing. One thing I will say though, and it, it's worth also questioning. Like I, I understand that she's playing the observer, but um, you know, she walks into this obliterated city. And she starts, uh, you know, I guess digging to see, to find out what happened, which that you can think of that in as a decision itself, which leads to her getting involved with the whole dragon slaying. Mm-hmm. So it, it's weird because the show itself is making me think of the whole because you have to consider. Not taking action as a decision, but you also have to consider observing as a decision. Oh, yeah, totally. Right. Which um, could also have consequences. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, as we said before, like, there are, like, there are negative, like, connotations to not doing anything. Um, I think the, the number one thing is you're, is you're seen as apathetic. Yep. Um. Yeah, like I just, I mean, like I, I, I want to finish my, my thoughts on this with just a, um, a quote from uh, Picard from Star Trek. Uh, it's one of his most famous quotes. Everyone quotes it all the time. I think it's overused, but it, it works quite well. Um, from who? It, sorry, I, I didn't catch that. Uh, from Picard. Okay. Um, it is possible to commit no, uh, it is possible to commit no mistakes and still lose. That is not a weakness. That is life. Um, yeah, like it's not. You can play your cards right, but yeah, you can still lose. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is probably my favorite show of the season so far. Um, just I'm, I'm enjoying it a how lot. polarizing it gets its audience, as well yeah. as just I like well, shows. Yeah. I like shows that get you to think. Um, You're saying even polarizing, just though, but I'll tell you the way that I've. Re- stumbled upon it was that same post from our anime that i mentioned on our previous episode this has been on the top of the of their top 10 list like almost every week i believe hmm i didn't know is that popular i let me pull that up but i believe it's been at the top of their of their weekly anime and that's why i was like I, I mean, I, I needed to check it out just to see, like, what the hype is about. Like, why are they... Mm-hmm. Why is everyone talking about this well, show? Like, rightfully so. Or rightfully so. 100%. Um, I understood a, it the moment that I saw it. 
Oh yeah. But I I see why it's polarizing. I didn't read the comments on on any, you know, well, discussion forums or anything. Um I might have to sit down and do that. Yeah. But um But yeah, like that's actually where I found it from. Um and and I will say, like I, I I'm enjoying the fact that it's it's dealing with all these heavy, thoughtful topics, and but it it still somehow upholds the the uh, uh, a light feel at the beginning of every episode and kind of at the end as well when she's like, oh well, on to the next, you know. Well, there's something. Um, there is a. There's a wondrous thing about the show. Um, yes. And that that's that's the word for it, wondrous. Not 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 light, but yeah. I, like, it's, I'm going to bring I'm going to bring another quote because this this quote comes from Kino's journey and I think it 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 sums up exactly what it is that makes these shows the way they are. Um so the Kino's journey the the full name is Kino's journey the beautiful world. And the subtitle to the show is The World is Not Beautiful, Therefore It Is. Um, yeah, there, there's a very there's a very romantic quality um when you when you watch these shows and you take just even just a little bit of time to understand its meaning. And I don't want to I, like I don't want to like appear like snobbish or like um, to look down on like the people that don't like it, but like a lot of the people that don't like it, like I want to like part of that reason is probably because they don't they didn't really understand what the show was actually about. Um, like in, in the same in, in the same way that like if you were to like I have a friend that absolutely hates poetry. Mm-hmm. And you're just like you know, like it, 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 like it doesn't doesn't mean anything. It's just it's pretentious and and all that stuff. And like after ta- after like taking like an actual like course on on poetry, like I've come to really appreciate it now. Um, and I think part of the appreciation is to actually just spend some time to figure out what is this about, um, what does it, um, what is it trying to say. What's the message? What's the theme? Um, and I think more especially, like, how can you apply this to your real, to your everyday life? And um, with these kinds of shows, and like, I, like, I, I really want to do just like a, a deep dive into the shows that um, have made me think the most. And like, I'm, I'm like, I might even have to do these like episodes like on my own because that's just how personal they are to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like any, 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 any kind of, any, any, any kind of a show that can make you question the decisions that you make in life, I think is a good show and is worth watching if you allow it. Yeah. No, I agree. Also, I can't find these posts where I saw it on our anime, but anyway. Um, Yeah, I mean, feel free to create a sub 
episode um where you can explore all those things i i myself don't really find myself thinking that deeply about life that often i am more of a it is what it is (laughs) kind of person uh i mean i can be quite cynical with that but you know, there's not a whole lot I can change. I'm only changing the things I can change. And that's pretty much it, you know. So my philosophies don't go that deep, I don't believe. <laughs> so I don't think I can help you out with that one. <laughs> but I uh, remembered the word that I was ah, there it is. Is it has it been? It has been 20 minutes. I knew it. Yep. Uh, cultural relativism. Relativism. Really? Relativity. Such a wonderful thing. So cultural relativism is an idea that a person's beliefs, values, and practices should be understood based on that person's own culture rather than be judged against the criteria of another. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Indeed. Hmm. Also, I found the posts. Um, Yeah. Week number three, Elaine... Elena, top. And then week number one, she was also top, according to Anime Corner. Don't know. Yeah, it's a poll. Yeah, although don't uh, take those take those polls with a grain of salt. Oh, people, I do because uh, I don't know. I don't know who the hell fill, people fill their their favorite shows with gold and whatnot to affect the results. We've talked about that already. What's it? You know. Um. I know there's a lot of people out there that will give, you know, all their favorite shows a 10 out of 10, which, you know, Dragon Ball Z is one of my favorite shows, and that's definitely not a 10 out of 10. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, That's all I got on Wandering Witch. I don't know if you have anything else you wanted to add, but... um, uh, There's one quick thing that I did want to add. Yeah, sure. Um, With the... uh, And this is very, like, not deep at all. I just wanted to end this on on (laughs) on a light note. Uh, this is not deep at all, but I, I, you know, I've been enjoying the the art style a lot and everything, and I will say that the fighting sequences have uh, surprised me. Since, oh, they are uh, no, so good. They're really good. They're really crisp. Yeah. Like when the, uh, when the, the animation when the princess, is on point. When the princess was killing the demon, holy moly! That's where I'm headed. Uh, she used this that that move where she like summoned all the swords. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! And I literally wrote. This mirror rose chick just pulled out the unlimited blade works. Like that is amazing. <laughs> I think that's she what just, everyone said. She, she literally just pulled. Is it what everyone said? Yeah. Because she literally just she straight out of fate just unlimited blade works. I was like, what the fuck? It's so cool. Um, also, I I did want to mention briefly that the teacher's voice actress is Kana uh, Hanazawa. You didn't have to tell me. I know that, but I was telling the listeners. It is nice to see the progression in Kana Hanazawa's um, voice, has, voicing uh, roles. Has taking, going yeah. from like the shy kind of uh, meek, cute girl, cute girl to the ala ala. She's versatile. She does it all. Yeah. Um, also, the, the and then Elena's voice actress. She doesn't have that many animes under her belt but i did want to say that she's actually the main character in Zombieland saga uh, another show that i've thoroughly enjoyed and i really hope that gets a season two but 
Yeah, I... Oh, my final note. I hate her dad. I just... I what? hate Elena's dad. Because whenever in episode one... I don't know why, but this ticked me off. Whenever in episode one, they, like, the mom was or the teacher or wh whenever they were having a conversation about Elena's, like, future and, like, what she needs and, you know, like, a, a meaningful, com you know, conversation. But he's just fucking chowing down food. And <laughs> beside his wife, just, like, what? freaking munching. What? Yes. He barely says a word. It's mostly the mom saying, like, oh, you need to do this, this, and this. And the dad's just fucking chowing down food in the background. But then when it comes to her leaving, he's, like, crying like a fucking baby. And I'm just sitting here like, dude, you didn't even participate. I you don't you have no right to cry. I have nothing to add to that. I hated the that. <laughs> it was just something that I noticed. Such a, and, that's a weird yeah. observation. I well, see, I was observing everything in the in the, <laughs> the show. You're observing that's the wrong that, thing. That's what I was. <laughs> well, that that's. I observed these things. That's how I checked out that double uh, Rx in the in the other in the other anime. But um, yeah, I don't like the dad, but I did like the fact that this princess just fucking pulled out the unlimited blade works in. Everyone's everyone's complaining about the ethical impl implications of Elena's actions. And I'm complaining actions. about the fucking. You're complaining dad. about the dad eating. <laughs> Yeah, eating during all the fucking meaningful moments with his daughter and then crying when she leaves. Fuck you, buddy. Oh wow. All right. <laughs> um I have no I have no rebuttal to that. I'd have to I'd have to analyze him eating and just see what the what the deal is. Holy moly. Um Now, on a even more lighter note. Much much lighter note. Tony Kaku Kawaii. All right. So um I'll let you I'll let you start this off because I'm, I know you're gonna talk about it more than I will. I'm gonna take this I'm gonna take this um initial thoughts into a really weird direction. Um Okay, great. <laughs> um well I'll I'll briefly read you my notes. I don't have many notes on it. Um it's uh I think the view, the listeners that have been listening since episode one should know by now that this is not particularly the show that i would focus a lot on i'm enjoying it it's just not my favorite show this is season. not your kind of show this is my kind it's, of show it's your kind of show it's not my kind of show exactly um you know a f a first few notes that i have in here is that i thought the premise was kind of rushed in the first episode uh how like, dare you no <laughs> i dude i thought i mean i <laughs> I get it that they were trying to get you take into. That back. <laughs> <laughs> I know that they were just trying to get into the whole like married life right as soon as possible. It was just like, you know, the pacing. I I felt it was a bit odd off, but um, I wrote very cute, sometimes cringy. Uh, but I will I will delve into why I think it's cringe. But that's just my personal view of it. It's biased as hell. Uh, the comedy is really good, though. I'm enjoying the comedy. And I love that they name dropped the iPhone X. <laughs> There's a lot of that. Um, There's a lot. I was like, what so the fuck? In, There's a lot of references. In the... 
it'll either, it, I think it might happen next episode actually tomorrow yeah today it's 1 a.m right now um it's Friday Woo. She, uh, she they're gonna they they realize that there's no TV in the house and, oh God Samsung um Toshiba well she talks about uh like like wanting to watch movies and then NASA Netflix. NASA says that he doesn't he hasn't seen movies and so Takasa just starts going off on like the entire Marvel history. Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Okay, I'm in, I'm gonna enjoy that. That that's I I usually enjoy it a lot when animes use like some sort of like roundabout way to mention like say Starbucks, but it'll mm-hmm. be like something completely different, like Star Boys or mm-hmm. something like that. But then they say actually say like iPhone X. But this literally, yeah, exactly. Literally said iPhone X. So I was to, like, what? Do you have to pay for that? I'm pretty sure you do. Hmm. I'm pretty sure you do. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. Anyway. Um, you know, NASA is in disbelief pretty much the entire time. I can't blame him. Uh, and he is entirely clueless. So yeah. So, um, I enjoyed the, the cooking sequence actually. Uh, and the multiple comments on skincare. Um, I thought that was a very particular thing to add in there, but I, I, I thought it was, is, uh, it, it made it feel very real. Because those are conversations that I've had with my significant other, with my fiance. Yeah, like I, I, what's part of my skin routine? I have a face wash. I, I don't I have, do a have, I have a skin routine. I, I have like a daily cleanser. Um, I exfoliate right. like every other day. Um, I have a toner. Mm, mm, and mm-hmm. then I have a moisturizer. Mm, and then every yes. now and then um, I do like a, a face like peel kind of like mm, thing. But mm. Nice. It's yeah, not, I have yeah. a bar of soap. Ew. <laughs> Jesus. You're such a guy. Oh my god. Dude, my my fiance hates me for it. Um but the one thing that I'm actually really like particular with is my hair. But I think that's because I had long hair a long time ago and then that made me grow into taking care of it a lot. So with my hair, I have multiple products. Uh but yeah skincare is just a bar so um cream on the occasional dry day but which yeah. is every day right now yeah like I, winter actually, in alberta yeah, my, it's drier my, than <laughs> my wrists are starting to like feel it they start to look uh like i don't know like a 50 year old man right now so I, I need to start moisturizing probably won't though to be honest with you but yeah, overall, this is a very feel-good show. The comedy's good. And it's a breath of fresh air, too, um, in my opinion. That it's it's one of those shows that I could have easily seen it go the, the harem route. Where, you know, there's the one girl that he's obviously going to pick. But, you know, there's all the other girls. Mm-hmm. And, you uh, know, it does introduce all the other girls. Yeah. But he's clearly just focusing on... Um, I'm forgetting her name. Tsukasa. Uh, Tsukasa, <laughs> How yeah. dare you forget her name? Oh my God. Um, actually, my, but, my, 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 favorite, my favorite character is actually uh, Kaname, who's the... Is um, she the, the, the young girl? She's the younger sister. The, um, yeah, the younger sister. Yeah, yeah. She, she's cool. She's funny. She's she, hilarious. She is huge on the dirty jokes. Yes. Um, which I, I noticed that so and in, I, I'm, I, I going to enjoy that I a lot. I really... Should I spoil it now? Um... Uh, no, <laughs> I really want. Okay, um, 
she gets spoiled. Re- it. It's fine. Uh, so when they're when they're when they're looking for movies, um, yeah. Oh God, what does she recommend? They run into Konami, and she's uh, she's leaving the um, the adult section. <laughs> oh, and she and then she <laughs> she hands NASA um, a movie, and it's a it's a it's a porno it's a porno spinoff of a Ghibli movie. No. Can they do that? I I don't know. Because again, like, do you have to pay money? I don't know. What Ghibli movie? Um, I'm gonna pull it up so I can get the neighbor Totoro. Um, no. Uh, uh, Princess Mononoke. It was um, it was Castle Nausicaa. in the Sky. But I want to know. Oh, I told myself like I'd, I'd remember it. I need to watch Ghibli episode. films. I, um, I haven't seen any Ghibli films and people can roast me on this, but I'm not a movie watcher. I'm a TV show kind of guy, not not movies, but let's see here. I swear I'll watch Ghibli films soon. I think maybe they're on Netflix now. Um Oh, fun fact, uh this this show also had a a fate reference in it, in my opinion. Um, one of the maids says, uh, y- "You know when when he's like when they're like antagonizing him and whatever, and and that one quiet maid starts taking pictures." Um, in episode four. Oh, she mentions slaying evil, right? Well. No, she mentions. I don't know why my body's moving. I think uh, someone might have used a command seal on me. Oh, that and one. Command oh, sorry, seal no, I'm, is I'm thinking fate. of a Ruroni Kenshin. I'm gonna talk. Oh, Ruroni Kenshin. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. talk about that later. Uh, but yeah, the but command yeah, a lot, seal. A lot, a lot I thought of it was references. hilarious. A lot of references. Um, but I didn't really like the maids. <laughs> I got annoyed really? with the maids. I like the I'll maids. be honest. Yeah. Um, the sister character with Tsukasa, I guess she, I have a soft spot for her because she's a, she's clearly the tsundere of the show. Um, so I'll be rooting to see her grow to like NASA as a brother-in-law, I guess, or whatever. I don't know what her relationship with uh, Tsukasa is. Um, and yeah, overall, like I'm... I, I guess I can also spoil episode four of the fact that they kiss at, at the end of episode four. I love that it didn't take 12 episodes to get there. <laughs> love it. It's it's a breath of fucking fresh air for sure. Um, And uh, yeah, uh, I'm excited for my married life to be that cute. Just kidding. It won't be. It definitely will not be like no, that. No, it won't. No, it won't be. So with that in mind... You know how I said that I, I, I find the show kind of cringe sometimes. And it's I think it's because I'm so biased that I've been in a relationship for eight years now uh, since recently. And just seeing how clueless this guy is hurts me. I mean, it's his, uh, it's his first relationship, technically. I know. So. I know. But yeah, I mean, some of the stuff. Time, I'm, just, I'm just here like, oh, God, you know, like... But it's okay. I'm I'm treating it uh, like that, and I I do enjoy cringe comedy myself. So I'm enjoying the show a lot. Um, and another thing I wanted to mention, 
What do you, th- and, and I want to ask you before I, I say anything about it, actually, what do you think of the opening song? What do you mean? Do you like the opening? It's not your average anime opening, in my opinion, because it's very techno-y. Uh, well, why don't you talk about it? Because I, 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 no, no. I did want well, to talk I, about it. Okay, well, there's, well, I just wanted to first see if you like it or not, because there's one thing that I wanted to mention about it for sure. I do like it. You do like it? I fucking love it. Yeah. And you know what's you know what's hilarious? Oh, it's a total banger. But you know what's funny? I was listening to that and I kid you not before it even flashed like the artist name or anything. I was like this sounds like you know me. Because you know me is one of the artists like Japanese artists that I just stumbled upon when I was creating my second Wii playlist on Spotify you know that me? is just you know me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like the artist um, is the voice actress. Well, no, but that's the that's the that's the singer. Yeah. But the DJ itself is you know me. That yeah. he's the DJ. Okay. So the the lead artist is you know me. So I guess the voice actress is the one singing. I didn't look into that uh, as to who's singing. He, so it's actually a DJ that if you look him up, he's on Spotify. I've been actually yeah, he's listening done, to he's him done the music like and he's done collaborations summer. with a lot of other. Um... Exactly, and it usually brings in some sort of voice actors, and it'll be like this banger of a song, mm-hmm. and I fucking love it because I've been into that music. I think I told you about that before, like the whole kind of like I don't know, it's like very cute kawaii like stuff. I've been into that since like sometime in April, maybe May, and I formed a whole other playlist for it on Spotify, and like I, like the moment that I heard this opening i immediately knew that it was this artist this dj i was like what the hell mm-hmm. and i don't even listen to techno no, so I, I, I i thought that was interesting i like the opening for other reasons the song or the or the video uh the song like the the visuals the song okay yeah. so why why do you like the 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 opening oh, song? I have to t- oh that's that's gonna come later um it's gonna come later gonna okay come later this i'm gonna take um the- I'll let you finish because I'm going to take this into a weird direction. Perfect. Uh, I like weird. You know, I like weird. But yeah, no, overall, I'm enjoying the show a lot. It's not my top show of the season for obvious reasons. As I've uh, said before, I'm not usually a feel good vibe kind of guy. But lately, I've been needing the feel good vibes. You're not a feel good kind of guy. Yeah, well, when All I'm watching shows, I don't watch feel-good shows. Millions, faces, crawling in my skin. <laughs> wake me up! Wake me up! Uh, <laughs> can't wake up! Can't wake me! Save me! Oh, man. My, um, my yeah, no, like summed up <laughs> uh, for. <laughs> Quick, play a, play a G note. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, since I don't usually watch any feel-good shows, this is, you know, not not my usual cup of tea, but I'm enjoying it a lot. So I'll keep watching it mm-hmm. for sure. And I'll keep, I'll, I'm interested to see what you say about it and All how right. you keep uh, analyzing the show throughout All the season. All right. All right, analysis is a really interesting way to describe it. Um, so, so before we, before I get into that, so when it when it comes to watching shows, um, my favorite types of shows can be categorized into two groups, and I think even by episode by this episode, I think most people can figure out what it is that I like. Um, 
So first type of shows are the ones that can contain some kind of social commentary to get you think, to get you to think, feel, and or ask questions. Um, hence, I talk why I talked so much about Wandering Witch. Um, so that was the reason why I talked a lot about seeing yesterday for me. Um, and then as I'll probably talk about someday, um, we see animes such as A Silent Voice, um, Five Centimeters Per Second, um, A Place Further Than the Universe. Uh, these are the kinds of shows that need time and attention to fully digest. Um, we second, need to do an episode on A Place Further Than the Universe. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Sorry, I just wanted to say that. You might talk because that's I don't know it's, it's part of the well we, we can talk about it but it's it's part yeah, of the yeah. it's part of the shows that have affected me the most it's a hard one oh, um okay I need right. I'm gonna All need right. I'm gonna need time to to think about that um, okay 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 but yeah this and then the second category are the easy to watch slice of life shows um these, are the, girls, sh- thank you, these are the shows that they can make you laugh or cry um, they pass the time. Um, they generally make you feel good inside. Um, Tony Kakukwai, it's kind of a mixed bag. It can make me feel good inside. At the same time, it can make me feel just absolutely bitter about the world and how unfair <laughs> life is. It teaches me that life is unfair even more so than Wandering Witch. <laughs> uh, quick fun fact. Uh, <laughs> I love how I just, <laughs> you're just gonna. I know. All right, oh, what's your, what's your, what's your fun fact, Luigi? <laughs> if you go to Spotify, there's another really good artist called Cute Girls Doing Cute Things. Hmm. <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's it. I'll step back oh again. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so analyzing, analyzing these shows. Um, can be hard sometimes. Um, yes. Characters can are typically one-dimensional. Um, plot is otherwise inconsequential. Uh, inconsequential. Um, themes are usually the same. They revolve around growing up, friendship, family. Um, and usually when it comes to any sort of analysis of these kinds of shows you're usually talking about like character intent and motivation why do characters do a certain thing but you can't really go anything past beyond that um some slice of life shows are exceptions and they really go in depth with certain topics including some of the themes that i talked about before um so for example a clan ad deals with the topic of family living life despite tragedy and the notion of karma and that what you receive in the world is in proportion to what you give to it. Um, Nozaki-kun, I have to, I have to reference Nozaki-kun every episode. Um, yeah, I just have to. <laughs> um, Nozaki-kun gives a fun spin by subverting gender roles amongst his characters. Um, Tamako Market, I referenced Tamako Market, which is why I got mad at you last episode. Um, Tamako Market uh, deals with the issues of growing up and transitioning between adolescence and adulthood, as well as the challenges involved with leaving your comfort zone. Um, unfortunately, watch it, I swear. Unfortunately, with um, Tony Kawa, uh, and this is as someone that's read the series, not much happens. Um, I figured. <laughs> characters are unidimensional. Um Incidents are usually solved right away and will usually finish with the typical punchline of my wife is cute. Um, 
that's not to say that you shouldn't watch it. It's a really, really fun show. To, it's it's fun to watch. Um, the character interactions are entertaining. Um, there's a good amount of references to like pop culture, nerd culture, otaku culture, um, TV, video games, all that stuff. And it, it, it helps to, yeah, it, it just helps to get you hooked into the show. And so it begs the question, what can I focus on that will lead to actual discussion? And I can, and how can I turn a basic slice of life show into something more interesting? Because if not that, then my, my, my notes on the show is done. So <laughs> my, uh, where I'm going to take this, uh, who mm-hmm. is Tsukasa? Uh, Have you thought about that? Yes and no. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, alluding to Kaguya, okay. Princess Kaguya. Mm-hmm. The, the the whole story of uh, you know, Princess comes from the moon. She falls in love with uh, I forget is it a farmer? Like right, I do have a, the story. A commoner. So, yeah. So um, I've been thinking about this ever since I was reading it, and there have been discussions and threads regarding the matter, and a lot of people share the same opinion to me. And I was pretty mm-hmm. convinced before about my thoughts. Um, but like now that I've seen the show and I've seen the opening, um, I'm even more convinced about my um, my thoughts. Um, so the theory, theory, um, there are d- multiple theories. Some of them connect. Some you can, it, it, Theories can include all of these or individual one of these. So there's going to be a lot of and ors with this one. So the theory... Um, Tsukasa is either from the past and or has some form of some form of immortality and or she is Princess Kaguya and NASA is some descendant or reincarnation of her lover from the story. Um, mm. So quick. Su- I like that. Yeah. Reincarnation thing or descendant. So uh, the quick summary of Princess Kaguya. So she was born from a bamboo shoot and raised by a bamboo cutter who became her kind of um, adoptive father. Um, the family lived in the country, but the father wanted Kaguya to be raised like royalty. And so they moved away from the country life and away from all their friends. And then they moved to the capital and into a mansion. Oh, excuse me. And they moved into a mansion where Kaguya was to be taught how to be a noble. Um, and as she grows up, she begins to attract suitors, none of which interest her. Um, she eventually tells her parents that she was from the moon and that she traveled to Earth in order to live a mortal life. Um, she eventually professes her love for one of her country friends before she eventually is called back to the moon, leaving Earth and everything that she loved behind. So there are a lot of hints that she is Princess Kaguya. Um, obviously, there's the connection to the moon. The English subtitle is Fly Me to the Moon. Um, mm-hmm. Princess Kaguya lived in... Um, a mansion while she was growing up to become a noble and um, Tsukasa herself lived in a mansion which contained a moon rock which could could be seen as being like a broken off piece from the castle in the sky Um, so I personally don't think she's Princess Kaguya um, for reasons revolving around what happens recently in the manga um, but I do think she is related to the storyline and my argument, which I will defend, um, my main argument is that she is from the past and there is a lot of evidence to support my hypothesis. Um, I shall begin. Um, 
<laughs> there are a lot of references to time. So while Tsukasa is two years younger than NASA, there are a lot of instances which connects her to the past. Uh, she makes a lot of historical references to things that have happened in the past as if she had actually experienced them. Um, so for example, um, when they were going to the bathhouse, she explained that perfume and lotion were around in the Edo period, um, just as like some random fact. Um, when the maid catches Nessa, she mentions slaying evil, which is a reference to Ruroni Kenshin. But that that series itself is based off of the Shinsengumi, which was the police force of the Shogun in the Meiji period in the 1800s. Um, later, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned Ruroni Kenshin and not Gintama. <laughs> well, the Shinsengumi, it was an actual thing. It's not just oh, oh I know, I know. I that. can't believe I, know, I, know. I can't believe in the 1800s they made a reference to Gintama. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how time works. Um, when uh, Tsukasa was leading Asa through the escape tunnel into the church, uh, she explained that it was made in the Meiji period. Some, I mean, just a, uh, again referencing the 1800s, and almost as if like she like she used it at some point. Um, uh, in the next episode, uh, so I do have I do have to talk about the next the, uh, what happens afterwards. Uh, they do travel to meet Nasa's parents. Um, mm. So the his parents are in Nara, uh, which is um, and so they take an overnight bus to get there, and then Tsukasa just out of the blue mentions that it would have, it would have taken 14 days to walk from Tokyo to Nara. And yeah, it's just kind of like a weird thing to weird thing to say in like a very, very specific thing as if like you experienced it firsthand. Um, NASA's dad is an archeologist and Tsukasa was able to identify a lot of the artifacts that were in his study. And then while they're touring Nara, um, NASA mentions um, Prince uh, Shotoku from the Asuku uh, period, which is the fifth century. And Tsukasa was talking about this guy as if like he were uh, like he was her best friend at some point, um, mm. which is really really weird. Um, he was talking about like oh you know do you think Prince uh, do you think the prince would have would have said something about you know us being here and like being tourists? And she said no, I don't think he would have. And it's like, it's kind of, yeah, it's just like, it's, it's just, it's just weird things that seem just kind of, you play it Out off, of place. but like when you're trying to support like your argument, like these things kind of pop up, um, as we'll find out, she likes old, like old stuff. So she likes playing old video games. She likes watching old TV shows. Um, and she talks to NASA about them in like the same way I talked to my little cousin about like the NES or like the Sega Genesis. Um, mm-hmm. other references, um, the title page of the early mon- or of the early manga chapters, they have Tsukasa in different time periods. Um, it was really, really weird. Um, so some examples, um, in one chapter, uh, one cover page, she was in the, in Edo, Japan. Uh, there was one where she was in the American old West. There was one where she was in France wearing an old fashioned European dress. Uh, there was one chapter where she was in New York with like the construction of the Empire State Building behind her, and then the the like the like the craziest one. Uh, she was in front of the Pieta, which is the Michelangelo sculpture yeah. uh, depicting Mary holding Jesus after his death, 
and this was sculpted huh. this was sculpted in 1498 um and she was there uh other 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 interesting pieces of evidence um nasa always talks about wanting or needing to attain the speed of light and like yep. when we think about faster than light we can like we can think about einstein's theory of theory of relativity where you can theoretically allow the potential for time travel so like as you approach the speed of light you experience time slower relative to someone else um yep. another related Another thing related to the theory is going to be like the concept of wormholes, which would allow someone to actually move through space time. Um, so like when NASA says like going the speed of light, he could on the surface level be trying to say, I will go beyond the limits of human potential for you. But there can also be the hidden meaning in that he will do whatever he can to be with her, even going as far as bending space time to be with her. Um, mm -hmm. So like making... And then he also says something about making the impossible, making the impossible a reality, which also could refer to not only like living as long as her, um, if she were immortal, but to make to make the impossible a reality could also be referencing the tale of Princess Kaguya, which is just like a fairy tale being an actual thing. Um, so yeah, a lot of interesting things that I was, uh, finding while i was uh thinking about how to make observing, this interesting you might observing. say and then finally um to top things off and uh, again i was talking about the the opening um an anime exclusive piece of evidence the opening so the lyrics themselves the lyrics of the of the song itself that depicts the passing of time uh, the opening line the opening lines of the first stanza are how much further till i walk to the moon how many cold nights do i need to spend how many times do we need to say goodbye? It will continue even after a thousand years. Um, the following uh. stanzas describes events that happened through the season. So it's it just shows a passing of time. And then the final stanza is, I hope the fingers we reached over, the, over a fire of a thousand years ago are still shining after a thousand years later over there. So... That's sort of why I was thinking that like NASA is like a descendant or a reincarnation is that he is the lover of Princess Kaguya from back then. Um, and then as this is my final point, uh, holy shit, this episode's long. Um, so uh, if, if you were to look at the arrangement of the song, yeah, we start out with what sounds like a very traditional Japanese folk song. Um, the stringed instrument at the intro, I believe, um, I did, I, I, I took a, I took a class on world music, which included Japan, I believe is a, is a sanshin, uh, which is a three string instrument from Okinawa, which originated in China. Um, there is also the shamisen, which is a close relative, but it's not Okinawan. They're made differently, but anyway, they're all, they're all traditional, um, oriental string instruments. Um, that's the introduction. And normally in Okinawan folk songs, it begins with a, a sanshin introduction before the singer um, sings a melody. The, mel the melody can either be um, kind of a nostalgic um, song about home. It can also be mm -hmm. like a dance. Um, there's, other, there's different types of folk songs. Um, the melody itself is based on a pentatonic scale, which is the scale used in old Japanese folk and classical music. And then as the song progresses, we get more and more modern. 
Uh, we get like electronic rhythm and then we even get like a bass drop. And what I think is that this is used to symbolize Tsukasa's journey across time from her original era to the modern day. Interesting. Look at you so, writing an essay. <laughs> yeah. So that those are those, those are those are my uh those are my pieces of evidence. And of course, like this is just evidence from um the first part of the series up to where the anime would be um, to this mm-hmm. point, there is even more evidence later on to kind of support the to fact support that Tsukasa is not really from the present day. Um, or who knows? Like she could just be like a random girl. And then this was just all speculation. Um, but I think this is a girl that's really into history. <laughs> there's, there's, I don't know. There's, there's too much, um, there's, yeah, there's, there's too many things that are just kind of uh, out Standing there, out. and like, yeah, they they just stand out that you can't you can't not see it. Um, so yeah, those are my thoughts on my theory as to who Tsukasa is. Very interesting. Yeah. So I, I hope you uh, learn something. <laughs> I yeah no I, I I enjoy your theories. I, I like, did you did you ask, did, did, like, did you think of like any of this stuff when you were watching it? Not at all. <laughs> oh dude, not at all. Half the time that I was watching it, I was like, buddy, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I was not trying to find any deeper meaning into it. I was just trying to be like, what the fuck is this guy doing? But, um, <laughs> no, that's cool. I'm uh, now I'm gonna have a different outlook on the next episode, I believe. Um, I really enjoy what you said about the the opening song, though, because I hadn't even considered that. Yeah. So, like the second the OP like played, I was like, like I've got I've I have the I have the smoking gun. <laughs> like <laughs> the smoke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So cool. Yeah. Still a banger though. Oh, it's, it's still, still a, banger. a banger, but like when, I like when I, like when I heard, like when I heard that progression from just like single accompaniment in, uh, instrument and then, um, like, mo- like Jap, like single melody and then yep. progressing into like dubstep. <laughs> like my first thought was like, why the hell are we listening to dubstep? Like, I love it, but like, like why Yeah, it's it's not it's not a common anime opening yeah, it's either. Like why, right? Like, right? And so Except for uh, the the only animes that I can cons- think of that had anything techno-y like this are the ones that are based on manwas. And that's just because they have like basically K-pop mm-hmm. artists doing the the, the intros. Yeah. So yeah, this this really stood out to me too and now I I, I mean, I didn't analyze it because I obviously I don't know all about the yeah. chord progressions so, and stuff. Yeah, so, like, well, so next time you listen to the OP, just imagine Tsukasa like moving through time. I I briefly was listening to it just now, just in the background, and yeah, I I can picture it, especially now that you mentioned the the instrument at the beginning. Um, wow, I still can't wait till it goes on Spotify, but. Yeah, wow. Yep. That's all I got. Well, yeah. That's still that's a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, a, we'll we'll see we'll see where the series goes. Um I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing certain um yeah. certain scenes. 
<laughs> adapted. Oh, I, bet. oh I, found, I found that Studio Ghibli um, porno. Uh, so it, I make sense. it was, uh, well, so it was based off it? of, uh, Nausicaa, uh, Valley of the Wind. Um, the porno is Nausicaa with her valleys of the wind. Oh, mm. <laughs> subtitle. Now don't be afraid. Um, yeah. Um, nice. what's the movie called? Nausicaa? Uh, Nausicaa. Yeah. Oh, it's not showing up on my anime list. N-A-U-S-I-C-A-A. N-A-U? N-A-U, yes. Oh, there it is. Okay, yeah. I was spelling Nausicaa it just of the N-S. Valley of the Wind. Oh, Nausicaa that's a, okay, with so her valleys that's, of the wind. That's clearly not uh, <laughs> Japanese. Oh, okay, I'm man. adding when that I, to when, my... When I saw that, I was like, oh, man, this, this, this... Uh, that's this funny. author. Oh, man. Um, Damn. Uh, well, I'm 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 interested to go into the next episode later today. I guess because it's one thirty a.m. Oh um, my god! With all those things in mind, yeah, I'm still gonna try to wake up at five. Hey, yeah. so I have a day off that. tomorrow. Somewhat. I don't. Yeah. I'm gonna hate myself tomorrow morning, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm, I've enjoyed this. Yeah. Um, so one one thing I wanted to ask yeah. you before we end though: Are there any other shows that you're planning to check out? this season that you've heard or anything that you because i'm also asking that to see if there's anything that i should check out um other than yasha hime which i, I would watch yet. kino's journey it's okay. it's a really great like a com- uh like a compliment to wandering witch um all right it's like both like it'll just get you to get you experience to just think um yeah like if you were to watch the first episode of the reboot or actually even like the first episode of the original series interesting like very interesting concept and okay like yeah like just like spend a couple minutes after watching the episode to kind of think about like what just happened <laughs> okay because i'm like sometimes you're left with just like that's kind of fucked up <laughs> <laughs> For some yeah. of the episodes. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, I still have to finish Death Note. I've been saying that for so many <laughs> podcast episodes. Dude, it's been taking me so long. Um, I, I'll finish Death Note one of these days for sure. But, yeah. In terms of a show that I can just watch and not wait every every week for an episode, I, I'll check out uh, Kino's Journey. Mm-hmm. And maybe finish ReZero as well. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. I got some stuff I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go through as well. Um, any uh, other thoughts before we leave? Um, no. Mm-hmm. I'm getting hungry, which is a bad sign. <laughs> All right. So I'll, uh, I should probably sleep yeah. here soon. All right. Well, um, for those of you that are listening, thank you so much for... Um, being a part of this discussion on the fall 2020 lineup um you did it for chris yeah well like (laughs) this is like i prefer to do to watch less shows and just talk more about them rather than do a lot of shows (laughs) because part like part of that being like it's less to it's less to focus on it's it's technically more work but yes i uh for some reason i find this easier than watching a bunch of shows (laughs) 
I I I found that easy. Well, I also watched all the shows just also for me mm-hmm. to really decide what I want to watch yeah. this season and follow and what I want to care about or mm-hmm. not. So most of the shows I talked about, I probably won't talk about again. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, uh, I do, Moriarty I for do sure. want to see a lot of the shows that you're talking about. Um, the Moriarty show, I do definitely mm-hmm. recommend it. And I mean, Haikyuu, yeah, I can yeah. talk about Haikyuu whenever, but if, uh, it's a sequel. <laughs> if that show is as good as you say it is, um, yeah, maybe I'll overanalyze it. And then we'll we'll see where we go. Moriarty, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, mind you, it's only three episodes in, but we'll see. It's all good. We'll see where yeah. it goes too. All right, you guys. I'm excited for that one. If you have any comments, questions, anything like that, please feel free to follow us on Kanuk Otaku on Twitter. Um, I still stand by everything I said. Fight me on Twitter. I dare you. We need we need Action. we need we need followers to just uh Yeah, please know. please just interact with us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm asking you to fight me, but really I just want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll end it there. Thanks so much you guys for listening. We will see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye. Ciao.